0: Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Cornerstone Christian Church of God podcast, where we are devoted to bringing restoration and transformation to all. To stay connected and find out more about what God is doing in His church, please visit our website, cccghq.org. Thank you so much, and we hope you are blessed by this message.
1: Let's go through our themes together, starting with the theme for the year one to go. The sun shall no longer be my light by day. Not for brightness shall the moon give light to me, but the Lord will be to me an everlasting light, and my God, my glory. Amen. And the theme for this month is wisdom. Let me hear you say wisdom. No, 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 no. Let me hear you say wisdom. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says, wisdom speaking, I love those that love me. So you should get excited when we're talking about wisdom. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the theme backing up this month is found in Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 8. Let's read this together once to go. Who are those who fly like a cloud and like doves to their roosts? Let's take that again. Who are these who fly like a cloud and like doves to their roosts? One more time. Who are these who fly like a cloud and like doves to their roosts? Amen. Amen. Wisdom would make people soar. You'll make people excel. You know someone was musing, "Who, who, who are these people making waves?" is what they're trying to say here. Who, who, who are these people? Where did they come from? They are wisdom people. They are people filled with the wisdom of God. That's why I'm excited. I thank God for last month. Uh, but when God began to share the menu for this month with me, I got even more excited. And I know that as it is unveiled to you and I, you begin to see things perhaps that you've never seen before. So you can ascend to heights you've never been before. Amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise God. Cornerstone, I rise and shine. I would rise and shine for my light has come. <laughs> Amen. Please, I beg you in the name of Jesus, don't be distracted. I beg you. If I could kneel down here and beg you, I'll beg you. Don't be distracted. Anybody talking to you during this message hates you. (laughs) They might just not know it. I'm, I'm telling you the fact. You know, many things happen when the word of God is being shared. I don't know of any human being in their right senses that will be on the line for something and they are distributing money, because that's what most people know as value, just money. A thousand dollars. And then someone is talking to them and they allow themselves to be distracted. And then by the time they get, oh, yeah, no, we've passed you already, God forbid. And then they go to somebody else. Why, why did we come to church? If you allow someone to just divert your attention when the word is going forth, why? Why? Someone met me, met with someone yesterday, was sharing his experience of what happens when the word goes forth. The power moving around, feeling charged, and the visions, and all those things. And this is not the first person, not the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Some say as the word is going forth, they are, they are, her leg is almost as if it's on fire. Some is their hand. And everywhere is quiet, but you don't know what is happening to different people. When the word begins to get shared, please pay attention. It's almost as if you're in a trance. Let the word begin to transform you. Let it begin to interact with the word. Let it challenge you. Let it get you uncomfortable. Let it correct you. Then that's when you would know that truly you have been with Jesus. Not just been in church. I don't know of any text message that cannot wait till after the message. I don't know. I don't know. Now, in the course of our Bible studies this month, what we're going to be exploring is soaring without stress. Soaring without stress. Praise God. Soaring without stress. And today, the focus again, I say again because we looked at this last month, again is meditation. And from what I'm seeing it it might be the way we'll be starting every single bible studies every month yeah. it looks like because there's so much within that and 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 many people still have not even started they'll hear the message ah powerful message meditation praise god on friday they get home i mean they start their day and it's back to business as usual no child of god should be stressed no child of God, no, no child of God at all should be stressed. If Daniel could get into a lion's den and anxiety, panic attack did not kill him before the lions killed him, then what are you panicking about? What's making you panic? It's because certain, certain things are not in place. The Bible told us about two people that were building their house. One built it on a, on a rock, another built it on sand. Now, the storms came, the winds came, but the one that was on the, on the rock, it was blowing it, but it stood strong. And part of the rock is meditation. There are many people don't apply, so any little thing that happened, they were not planning for, their whole day, their whole week is messed up. Soaring without stress. Meditation is assuming the posture of humility, mentally, emotionally, physically, in order to be filled. It's assuming a posture of humility. Listen to this. Meditation is the management of our inner life. It is the accurate management of our inner, inner being, our inner man, according to scriptures. The accurate management of our inner life. Philippians chapter 4, from verse 4 to 9. It is why you see why, in the midst of storms, the storm, Jesus was still sleeping. He was sleeping. He was sleeping. Think about that. In the midst of the storm. Philippians chapter 4 from verse 4 to 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. Say, I know, but I'm still feeling anxious. But okay, just receive the instruction. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, prayer and supplication. What's the difference between prayer and supplication? Now, now, let's not get hung up on words because different translations will translate in in different ways. You can say, in fellowship and supplication. With thanksgiving, with gratitude, let your requests be made known to God. The Bible says, let's still leave this on the screen, please. I'll continue reading shortly. The Bible tells us very clearly that the Word of God can do so many things. One of those things is correction. Every time you're interacting with the Word of God, just Let's say, for example, you've been meditating already. Just listen and be, begin to look for where you are missing it. Don't let any devil pat you on the back that, oh yeah, yeah, you're good. This is not for you. It's not for you. You're good. The, the devil just wants to rob you. <laughs> Someone said when he's reading a book, he's not trying to validate what he knows, he's looking for what he does not yet know. So it can be added to what he knows. That's what learning is all about. That's why it takes humility to learn. Be anxious for nothing. Even good things. Even good things. Even good things. About to take possession of a house tomorrow, next week, whatever, and there's, there's anxiety. There's no good anxiety. It says be anxious for nothing. Let nothing upset your peace, your balance, your, your poise. Let nothing up, upset it. Because the body that God made, it does not function well when there's anxiety. Let your requests be made known to God. One of the ways you know you have prayed properly is because the burdens you were carrying is no longer there. That's why you hear people say, you, you pray through, you pray through. What do they mean? Until the burden is lifted. So when you're carrying a burden, that's evidence that there's something you have not handed over to God yet. You can do it in one minute. Some people, For some people, it might take three days of prayer. And the peace of God, that's how you know you've reached there. The peace of God, which surpasses All understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And then verse verse 8 now goes into more details. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any good virtue in them, meditate on those things. There's anything praiseworthy, meditate on those things. So God is trying to tell us what qualifies for meditation. So I'll call out a few things and you tell me if it qualifies. A person wrote an exam and they did not pass. Does that qualify for meditation? It doesn't. They had a flat tire, they've been having a series of flat tires in that in the past month. Does it qualify for meditation? No. Someone shared a testimony of how they were delivered from pornography. Does it qualify for meditation? Absolutely. Amen. Someone got healed. Does it qualify for meditation? Someone hurt you and someone offended you. Does that qualify for meditation? No. It can cross your mind, but you don't allow it to settle down. Put it aside. You had a bad dream. Snakes with three heads were chasing you. And then you woke up. Does that qualify for meditation? No. no. For some people, they carry it all through the day. Everybody that wants to hear, I had a dream. There were three snakes. <laughs> Not, And you know I don't like snakes. One was black. Ah, <laughs> And they begin, they begin to feel the dream again. And the devil is saying, well done. Well done. It does not qualify for meditation. I've said to some people, you wake up, you had a dream, a sexual dream, all those things happen, you woke up, that was a dream. This is you. You're awake. <laughs> you just laugh first. Devil, you're a liar. You're a liar. You, 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 your, your father is a liar. Your mother is a liar. <laughs> your brothers are liars. <laughs> Everybody in your family, they're all liars. Amen. Rebuke what needs to be rebuked and move on with your day. The devil reminds you of the dream at 10 a.m. You say, no, 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 I've shut you down already. That does not qualify for meditation. Praise God. Where you and I are today is the product of what we have been meditating on. That's why meditation is the management of our inner life. The real you is what you meditate on, what you believe you are inside, on the inside. <laughs> there are some people, if I, if I, ask, if I ask now, and say, okay, just imagine you're in a place and then a dog just showed up. Just imagine, what will you do? Already some people's stress levels will just begin to go up. To them, the dog is already there. Have you seen those videos on virtual reality? Where some, <laughs> where some people, they have it, and they're acting like crazy people, you know? But it's just virtual reality. But it's, they're already acting as if it is real reality. They're just imagining the dog because they're afraid of dogs. And already their blood pressure is rising. They're already hyperventilating. Another sister, calm down. There's no dog around. We cannot access the realms of God in meditation until we are found empty. I'll tell you why many people don't get into that zone because you're still full of yourself. It's why sometimes people people spin their wheels and spin their wheels and spin their wheels until we are found empty. Nobody that is full can get into the presence of God. (laughs) It's like when... Moses got to the burning bush. I said, No, no, remove your sandals. You can't. Where where, where do you think you are? Where do you think you are? So, meditation is waiting on God and all those wonderful things. Now, the real aspect we want to focus on tonight is some aspects of the practicality of meditation. Now, everything is created twice. First, it is created on the inside before it is now created on the outside. For example, this message has already been preached on the inside. When God was giving it, and when I was preparing, it has already been preached. Let us make man in our own image. Then he now began to make man. You never take anybody seriously that wants to build a house for you, but, and you say, where, where are the drawings? I say, no, 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 as we have been doing this for a long time, as I'll just gather the people together, as we build, we'll figure it out. You go and figure out your life. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not my building, no. I want to see the plan. And in the architectural plan, everything has been thought out already. Every single thing, where the beams will be, where the pillars will be, everything has been thought out. You don't go there and you act like, uh, you know, Uh, Robin Hood on the day you decide, you know what? I don't feel like putting this here. I want to put a beam here. No, 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 no. Put it in your house. But here, everything that has been drawn, (laughs) is not the time for creativity. Is what I'm saying. It's not the time for creativity. All those things have been, they've been planned out, thought out already. Every single thing. And then it's just been made in accordance with what has been envisioned already. There's an aspect of meditation that is envisioning things. There's a part where we use it to fellowship with God, to be one with God, but then there's the other aspect of envisioning things that I feel like we Christians often omit. It is why people get stressed because they arrive at a destination they have never been before. But those that have been there before have already been there. So coming there is not news to them because they've been there. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. So first creation happens in the mind. And then the second creation happens outside. So before a pilot takes off, they already have a flight plan. That's why they can tell you um, there will be slight turbulence, you know, media, because they've gone through everything. And with their instruments, they've determined the areas where there might be turbulence. So they can plan accordingly. So meditation in this context is intentionally traveling from one moment to another while still being in the present. So traveling to the future while still being in the present Remember the topic is soaring without stress. There's a time a Christian will say, God to do it, God to do it. That's actually irresponsible. Because they just want to absorb themselves of the process of creation. Meditation is the intentional act of traveling into the future while still being in the present hmm. you see why many people many people's lives full of stress when you look at genesis chapter 1 you see that god already traveled of course he's god that's why he made man last because he already realized that no 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 even though i'm excited to create my clones but if I put make them now, what are they going to eat? Where, 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 where would they walk on, or would they just drown because there was just water everywhere? He would have already figured out all the roadblocks, even before it was needed. Traveling. When we get to the bridge, we we'll cross it. In some cases, that might be irresponsible. Hebrews chapter 4 from verse 1. Hebrews chapter 4 from verse 1. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, stress means you are not at rest. When you are stressed, it means you are not in his rest. You are out of place like fish that is out of water. Since the promise remains of entering his rest. You're not out of balance because of stress. I've seen that. Praise God. It's not because of, rather, the situation is because you are out of balance. You are not stressed because of the situation. You're stressed because you are out of balance. (laughs) There are some people taking up way more than is stressing you. An exam is coming up, and you're stressed. Why? Because you believe that there are certain unknowns. You're not. You don't. You are not assured of the right destination, so you're stressed. But somebody else, for whatever reason, is assured, and they go into the same exam hall with. With, with, with some aspects unknown because they don't know what the exam is, but one way or the other. They've already been to the future while still in the present. And that's what aided their preparation for the exam. I don't know of anybody today, for example, that is here in person, that when they were thinking about driving to church today, they were feeling stressed. Because hey, you've been driving for a long time. You've been here many times. So to you is just another activity that did not require stress. Now, please pay attention. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So the moment you hear the word, and then you take it by faith. So God said, for example, in that service, seven people is releasing seven homes before the end of this year. So someone will say, oh, I want a home. Okay, ah, but that's not possible. I don't have this. I don't have that. I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm a boy. I'm a girl. And this and that. And then they take themselves out of it. Another person receive the word and just travel with the word and already see themselves in their home. They don't know down payment, they don't know anything, but the word came and they took it by faith. And they traveled, who, who is going to arrest you? Who will arrest you for believing that one of those houses belong to me? Who will arrest you? We're just looking at examples. Examples. Yeah, I believe. That's for me. And then they begin to Imagine. The testimony we heard today of the house, they already packed up their things months before the house came to be. Things don't just happen. Everything good is made to happen. Everything good is made to happen. For we who have believed do enter that rest, as he has said, so I saw in my wrath They shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. The moment God speaks, he has already finished, he has put all the ingredients you need to make what he's asking you to make. The moment he speaks. For he has spoken in a certain place on the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. Okay? And again, in this place, they shall not enter my rest. Okay, let's go. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it. And those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Hmm. Again, he designated a certain day saying in David, Today, after such a long time, and today is one of those days for you. As it has been said, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. Therefore remains, sorry, there remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also seized from his work as God did from his so, we who meditate, we, the labor has already been done in the place of meditation. So, when we are manifesting things and implementing things and doing things, it looks stress-free. But we already labored in meditation to enter into the rest. The job the architect was doing was laboring already before the building began. So all the challenges that could come up with the knowledge of engineering and architecture and buildings and everything was already taken into consideration, including the state of the ground and the air and everything. And you build that, just come and build. In fact, even the materials are already specified. In all the schedules, every single thing, electrical, mechanical, everything, you just come and build. And then you see the builders just come together, and pam 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 pam. So long as there's money, and everything is just growing like a human being. But those that have not done the architectural plan, they'll come, they'll meet one trouble, they'll try to solve it as they're going. They'll meet another one, and oh wow, this place is swampy. Oh, we didn't know. Let's go other sand. <laughs> they bring sand and fight in. But in a responsible place, those things have been figured out already. So may I tell you, you are stressed because you have not yet labored to enter into his rest. And part of that labor can be done in the place of meditation. Hmm. And then you'll get to a point where your whole life is a meditative life. Where before anything is done, we've already traveled many steps ahead. So examine the possible roadblocks, challenges, and then finding solutions for them. So by the time we arrive there, minimal, minimal challenges. and it to look as if you are just lucky. When you find a lucky person, let me know. You just don't know when they are working. You just don't know when they are working. There's nothing like luck. There's only lazy people that believe that there's luck. Or people that are ignorant in the sense that they don't know the work that is being done. You see a quiet person just going about like as if they are not doing anything, but but then they are traveling. They are traveling, they are traveling, they are traveling. Some people are not married, but they've already traveled 20 years into marriage. So by the time they take the first step, they are not a novice. They are not a novice. Because they've been there already. They've been there. They've been there. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. May I tell you this? No one can truly walk in faith except they have already seen what God is saying. Nobody can truly walk in faith except you've already seen what God is saying. Nobody. I'll give you a practical example. When we're a yellow bird, when we're in Egypt, God sends his word. Okay, going to give you a building, the church, I mean, a building. Praise God. Hallelujah. Or we paying our yellow bird about $500 a month to use the place on Sunday, use the place on Thursday, then additional $200. Call of non-profit discount to use it one Friday of every month. Because Fridays are that's the prime time, Friday night, amen. And then suddenly, from there, God is trying to take us to a place where which mortgage would you pay in a commercial building for five hundred a month? If you find, please let me know. So here's mortgage loan is about uh, fifty four hundred dollars times that's times whatever from what we're paying before, easily over times ten. And then utilities and everything. So now, God is saying, I want to take you from paying this minimal amount to something way more substantial. You see why people get stressed. But my job as a privileged pastor is to sit down and begin to work with God. To already see us there in a stress-free manner not worrying about mortgage, nothing. Why? Because there's provision. So as I'm meditating on that reality that God is already in because he's, he's, he's not bound by time. So when in my meditation I get to a point where it's time to pay the bill and I'm feeling like I'm afraid, I know that I am lacking something. And that is knowledge of his ability to provide. Some people, for example, have studied their body so much so they know when they are lacking vitamin C. So they just go and take it. So I begin to move. And I say, okay, then it means that there's something I'm missing. So I begin to study. Faith comes by hearing with regards to God's provision and everything. And then I go back again. And then I'm traveling. And I get to a point where, okay, it's time to pay. And there's no issues, nothing. I'm not flinching. I know, okay, then I have it. And then I'm moving, looking for all the possible obstacles. How will you understand? You see, that's why we encourage you to read books and all that because from people's stories, testimonies in scripture, you know what to expect in the promised land. How are we going to secure the place? How are we going to uh, manage the place? Yellowbird we just come, do our things, clean up and go. We're not responsible for if if AC broke down like in this hot week, we just call them. Come and fix your AC. We are paying you. But in your own building, you have to be the one in charge of that. We didn't need any facilities maintenance group in Egypt, but we need now. (laughs) Amen. So it is in that place of meditation that I realize, okay, who is going to be managing that? Okay, we need this group. And then began to move and move. So by the time we got here, this was not my first time being here. Because otherwise, you get here. You see, ignorance must create stress. It must. Knowledge is power. So the absence of knowledge is ignorance. And then it leads to something else that is not power. So the labor already happened in the place of meditation. And I'm not just talking about the one that I'm just sitting down somewhere and not doing anything. What are you doing? I'm meditating. I'm meditating. There's a place for that. But then there's the one that I carry all through the day. All through the day. How are we going to secure the place? Okay, we need an alarm system. We need this. We need cameras. We need this. We need this. We need this. We need this. We need that. And, and that's all these things. And then when I go celebrate with other people, go to other buildings, I'm asking questions, I'm observing what else is there that I am not aware of. That's living a meditative life. So you, you've already labored to enter into the rest. So to an average person, oh, you're not doing anything. You just came. Everything is just working together for your good. Yes, it is, but, but, but Yes, it is, but, but, but we made use of the divine provision that was already available. We can only believe what God is saying when our inner man has seen it already and has accepted it. So when the word of prophecy comes, oh, Emmanuel, Emmanuel, I'm going to do this and this as God speaking. Amen. So I take what God has said and I begin to factor that in into my meditation. I said to my wife sometime a few years ago, a time is coming where I'll not be able to walk freely on the road anymore, on the streets. Where did that information come from? It came in the place of meditation based on something God already said. He didn't tell me that part, but in, based on what he said, I knew that was part of the things that would happen as a result. T.D. said nobody told him part of the side effects of being at the top. He learned it by mistake, including his daughter getting pregnant at a young age. If he had known there were certain steps that could have been taken ahead of time. We have to labor in meditation before we enjoy the manifestation. We are laboring in the place of meditation. We are laboring, we are laboring. Lord, how is this going to happen? How is this going to happen? If you ask me now as a pastor, what, what am I laboring on in meditation? Uh, there are a few steps ahead of where God has said he's taking the church to. I heard Jeff Bezos say, that for him, at that time as a CEO of Amazon, he was already 10 years ahead of the time in terms of his own planning for Amazon. The next level of management, they were five years ahead. Then the next level of management, they are, were now a year ahead in their own planning. So what will happen in 10 years? They're already being worked on. And things are just moving And just like a factory line. But then we think we can just go and and some people just say, oh, as led by the Holy Spirit. They are just winging it. But they just don't know how to tell you that. Because God is a a master planner. He already knows when the end is going to be. (laughs) Imagine that. I'll say to someone, I said, when God was creating the heavens and the earth, everything was factored in he didn't say, okay, oh, I didn't know that. After a billion years, let's, let's bring down the sun for maintenance. So the earth, no sun for about two years. Sorry, we're just maintaining, we're fixing some things. <laughs> no, everything was factored in. Thank God for glo- global warming and all that. Yes, we'll take care of the environment, but no human being can destroy this earth. No, Never. Never. Either you labor in meditation without shame and enjoy seamless implementation or you don't labor in meditation and then it will lead to mistakes in your implementation which will now lead to shame. Either you labor in meditation and there's no shame there when you're hitting All these snags, no shame, except if you allow condemnation to come in. No shame. Either you labor in meditation and enjoy seamless implementation, or you fail to labor in meditation and wing your implementation. You wing it, and then you go through shame. Because there are some mistakes that will show that you did not think about what you're doing. There are some people like that, no planning, nothing, and they, they blame the devil. They are, they, you see their steps. You can tell this person did not think. You can tell they didn't plan, they didn't think. They just woke up. They've known they would do it. So they just woke up and just, just whip something up, and it seemed good. But a person that's really looking, well, no, 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 this, this, this was not produced properly. Those papers you write the night before it is due, you might get seventy-five percent, eighty percent. But but there's something different if you finish the paper a week prior, and you go through it again, then you adjust the formatting, adjust some words, make it what Smith it even better. Adjust this, adjust. Suddenly you now realize excellence is is going way beyond everybody else, and it shows. Ah, this is hard work. The meditation part is hard work because nobody is seeing you do it. Nobody is seeing that. We, we quickly want to put something on the ground so people can come and say, good job, good job, good job, good job. When this place was bought, for example, it was, it was there. Anybody driving by would think we're not doing anything, but we're laboring with the architect behind closed doors. Going back and forth with the design. Adjusting, 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 breaking, removing this, moving that. And all that was happening. But nobody saw that. Praise God. You want to have a glorious family that will be worth emulating. That will be an envy of people. You need to begin to travel with that. You already see your children doing great things in God. No troublesome tools. No, 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 no cranky teenager and all that. You're you already seeing those things ahead. And asking questions now from God. What must I do? What must I do? What must I do? There's nothing that has to be. No. What will be will be. That's that's those are words again of. Perhaps people that don't know what they are talking about. Things can be made to be. So you already see it ahead of time. And then you now start from the beginning, like God, and now begin to walk towards what you have already seen. So when you get to certain roadblocks, you already know no, no, I saw this before. That's the whole idea of a mirage. I saw this before, I saw this before, I saw this before. So, so you begin to ask questions. In fact, those are the people that make the best use of, of mentorship. Not the reactive people. Because if, from, from people's questions, you can tell how far they've traveled. I said this, I don't know why I said it, maybe leaders' prayers. The Lord was pointing out to me, saying, you know, can you see how? The people are way more excited about relationship meetings than spiritual things. I think Dorian asked Pastor E, I think. And I was was like, yeah, actually that's true. The energy level, the excitement, another level. (laughs) If only you understand. And for some people, for a person, a man or a woman that will leave them after two years. So sad. For spiritual matters, that they can take to any dimension. Not much excitement. But that will not be our case in the mighty name of Jesus. Now look at something. Luke chapter 6 from verse 41 to 45. Now give some demonstrations shortly. Luke chapter 6 from verse 41 to 45. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eyes? But do not perceive. You are looking at someone's, but for yours, you have to look inside. Perception is looking with your inner eyes. I submit to you that critical people, the more critical you are, the more less meditative you are. (laughs) Because it takes anybody with eyes to see another person's issues. But it takes meditation, perception, discipline to look at the plank in your own eye. That when you don't look at it, you perceive it. <laughs> so the more you meditate, the less critical you are, you'll be. 42, please. Oh, how can you say to your brother, brother, let me remove the speck that is in your eye when you yourself do not see the plank that is in your own eye? hypocrite hypocrite first remove the plank from your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck that is in your brother's eye for a good tree look at this does not bear bad fruit the good tree is what you create through meditation can never bear bad fruit it's impossible Some of us will have dream. We're dead in the dream. You just wake up and you're like, no, can I die? Not dying anywhere. Which death? There's no death. God has spoken 10 years about my future and yeah. died. What nonsense is that? You just, you just laugh and you move on. <laughs> Amen. But those that have not seen the future, so ah, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. Ah, pray for me. Pray for me. They pray here, pray there, and they, they still don't have faith. So the moment they are driving, they are driving with the consciousness of, I'm about to die. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to die. Death will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Now, let's, let's pause and think about this. What kills a person? Can a spirit be killed by an accident? Please, think about it deeply. If you know what a spirit is, you take a knife. Can you stab a spirit? And you twist the knife. So when you're going to bed, you put a knife under your bed in case if a demon comes. <laughs> <You start it. laughs> then why do people die when they have accidents? That's your homework, amen. You said an accident cannot kill a person, a spirit. Then why do people die when they have accidents? The spirit of a man sustains their infirmity, but a broken spirit who can bear. In meditation, we build our spirit. The way some people go to gym, gym morning, afternoon, they are gymming everything, but they are not gymming their inner man. <laughs> Permit me to use that, English. they are not gymming it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> if those that work out, you know the effort you put in it, lifting. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and lift it. And you are pushing it. You get to the point where someone has to lift it off you because you can't, you can't move anymore then meditation in many ways is even more challenging than that. Amen. Second hand now. I'm keeping track. Amen. <laughs> so you're there meditating. No, I cannot die. I cannot die. Taking the word, meditating, and you're traveling. 2020, 2023, 2025, 2050. 2050. 2070, 20, 2020. 20, now, oh, I've passed that. <laughs> I was going to say 2100, 20, 20, <laughs> Amen. And you've so traveled that you come back and you're like, no, 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 no. I cannot die yet. I can't die. I can't die. I can't die. And that will be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. A good tree does not bear bad fruit. No, does a bad tree be a good fruit? If your inner man is bad, then the fruit would always be bad. It's just a matter of time. Let me tell you how curses work. Someone sp- spoke a curse, depending on their level of power and authority. There are some curses you don't have to hear. If there was a cause, you don't have to hear it, especially from an authority figure. They have spoken it, it will begin to work because they have the power to do that. But most curses, the, the recipient, the receiver of the curse has to hear it. So they hear it. And it's like a virus being injected into a person's computer. And for some people, there's no antivirus. So the word comes in. You can, you never make it in life. Because of what you did, you are da-da-da-da-da-da goes in. They heard it. So now, without their knowledge, subconsciously many times, their mind, is, their inner mind is now taking that information and now working with it. You're going to die in seven days. They already begin to plan their funeral. So when they are planning for the future, they will always stop at seven days until a labor takes place to break that barrier. They will always be stopping at seven. And they might not even know why. And the enemy is already preparing to die in seven days. And do you know the strange thing about this earth that God has made? It comes, it works in in agreement. Now, I'm I'm simplifying this process. There are many nuances to this. But I'm just simplifying this for understanding. But someone with a built-up spirit will hear that and just laugh. Devil, you're a liar. I'm not dying in any seven days. It's you that will die in seven days. And because of the strength of their spirit, that curse just falls to the ground, and it goes away. But if it was spoken by someone that has authority, and there was a cause, you can rebuke and rebuke, but it will still keep getting there. Then in meditation, you now get to a point where, okay, I'm not going past seven days. Lord, what's happening? He said, there's a curse. There's a, there's a door and a key has been put there. You can't pass there until you get the lock. Lord, what do I do? What do I do? And then i let you know, hey, you need to go here. You need to speak here. You need to ask for forgiveness or this. Or if you are clueless, then you go to someone that has more insights than you. Some people have messed up the people in authority. Parents, pastors, whatever. Certain things have been spoken, right or wrong, is not the point. They've been spoken. And they come, oh, there's a discourse, break it. No, if you offended your parents, I'm not just going to pray in my office. No, take you back to your parents, if they are still alive. Yeah, kneel down, ask for forgiveness. No, I don't want to kneel down. Ah, Then the course will remain. I don't have that power, they have authority. If the person that said it is dead, then somebody has to operate in that office. If it was a mother, for example, and she's gone, then, then, then I have to step into the office of a mother to you. And to be your mother, you have to behave like my child. Validating the connection. And then the word is spoken. So things are just moving. Moving. Things are moving the way it's supposed to move because of spiritual understanding of the way things work. So a bad tree, there are many reasons why a tree can be bad. Trauma is one of them. Fear is one of them. So many things. Association is another. It's why the inner man can be so messed up. Do not be unequally yoked. What does God have to do with your friends? Befriend anybody you want to befriend. But he's telling you for your own good. (laughs) Because who you you begin to look like those that you are around. It's a principle and you cannot change it. That's the way God has made it. I met with someone a while back and they were wondering why their life is in a particular way. And while they were speaking, I saw a vision of of light surrounded by darkness. So what kind of friends do you have? What kind of friends do you have? You are trying to get closer to God, on fire for God, but see, darkness all around. So you get the light. By the time you get inside darkness, it will just swallow your light. And you come back again for more light. And that has been your life. Say, that's that's actually true. Of course, it's true because God said it. Now, let's continue. For every tree is known by its own fruits. That's why it says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We're going to get there shortly. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the inner man, the heart, the mouth speaks. The mouth speaks. The mouth speaks. Praise God. Joshua chapter 1, from verse 5 to 9. No man shall be able to stand. This is God speaking to Joshua. Stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. What was Joshua supposed to do? Let's read on. It says, be strong and of good courage. For to these people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. And he went on to say, this popular verse, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Will not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it in it day and night so that you are building your inner man. You are meditating in it day and night. The things that God said. I can never be poor. You are meditating on that. You are meditating. I have more than enough to do every good thing I need to do. The devil says, look at your account. It It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. My inside is loaded I'm putting things, I'm building up, I'm, I'm exercising my inner man. Grow up. You must grow up. You must grow up by force. No, I cannot. I cannot. So you see yourself as you're meditating, giving out cars, giving out houses, even before it happens in real life. You see people coming to you asking, hey, I need help and that, that. and you are saying, no, I'll pay your rent for a whole year. Don't worry. You just focus having scholarships and foundations, nothing happens at first on the earth. It has happened already in people's minds. Before products are released, there's there's been a a mock-up, a template. Those things have been there. It's gone through iteration process. So by the time it comes out, even the softwares, they've gone through it already. People have seen it already. From where you are, God said, "Begin to look. Begin to look north, east, west, and south." Hmm. Praise God. What are some hindrances to meditation? Before we jump into that, let me take questions. I, I really contemplating if I should or not, but we'll just take them very quickly. And uh, the ones we can't take would, you know, ask them and ask Pastor E on Tuesday. Yes.
2: Yeah. So this is, uh, we have three questions from the online community. Okay. Uh, the first question is: What if you are meditating on the reason why something may be recurring, using the example of the recurring car issues that you gave? Mm-hmm.
1: What if you're doing that? Praise God. Now you're meditating on that. we have said this before. No one revelation cancels the other. In that meditation process, Holy Spirit, what's going on? What do many people do? They just jump into conclusion. It's the devil. Holy Spirit, what's happening? What's going on? That's, that's a process. And if they can't get an answer, then they take it to someone that knows or someone that should know. A mechanic, spiritual authority, whatever it is, based on the direction they think they are being nudged towards. Someone has the answer that they are looking for. Praise God.
2: Thank you. And so the second question is, is meditation a form of imagination slash dreaming? But the only difference is when you meditate, is the only difference is when you meditate on what God has already said.
1: Praise God. You see now what we're talking about is there are different types of meditation. Just like there are different types of prayer. There's the meditation that we're, we're quiet in his presence and I've been teaching that for a while. Where you've prayed, you've praised, you've read the word, now you sit quietly. That one that's different from what we're talking about now. All right. So 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 there is this type of meditation where we are traveling, and that's imagination. Now, now, for some people, the imagination is baseless. They are just building castles in the air. You know, our people that smoke weed and all that, they just say, ah, just imagine, someone just gave me one million dollars now. Ah! <laughs> that's wishful thinking. You know, and then they, ah, man, how will you spend it? You know, but it's not here. Just imagine. and <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. Amen. So the safest is using what God has said as a launching pad. Praise God. So those that understand what I'm talking about, the plan that has been set up for the year, they've already seen themselves achieving it already before they even started. And if you haven't done that Go and do that. If you had a plan to release an album, already you've seen the album is already done. You've already had an album release party, just invite me to it, amen. <laughs> and all those things are there. Praise God. Please go ahead. Thank you. And yes.
2: we actually have two more questions from the online community. <laughs> so the third question, the third question mm-hmm. is Is it advisable to meditate without hearing a word of, or confirmation from God from the beginning?
1: Oh, yeah, it's okay. Again, you can take, so, so, you can start with what God has said. And then from there, you move forward. Why do we have this here today? Because someone took, imagined a, a product that might serve this purpose. Maybe before then, this was just what people had and they tried to put water on it and it's not stable and someone just thought and said, ah, why, why can't we have something else? Some of these things are just one way. And then you put something on it, and then it's just sliding and sliding. And someone must have thought, no, no, why don't we slant it a bit? Right? So, so uh, it's not everything that God to give, but let the seed be what God has said, or at least the direction God is nudging you towards already. I'm not going to sit down here, for example, and begin to meditate and imagine myself as an engineer. It's unnecessary, but. I can imagine, even within ministry, I'm not going to begin to imagine a particular direction that God has not spoken about because now I am setting myself up for disappointment because of wrong expectations. Praise God. Yes.
2: Thank you. And so the fourth question is, with regards to death and life, how much power do authority have in controlling death if there's someone who meditates on death willingly? Hmm.
1: Oh, there are many aspects and dimensions to this. But let me say this. If a person, some people have committed suicide mentally already. They are just waiting for how it's going to be implemented. So, my, my advice to you is, why are you even doing that in the first place? There are some people that when death is going around it must find them because they've already said they want to die. But of course, because of covering and a few other things that we don't have to get into, uh, some people, even though death has a right to find them, can still not find them. But if you are meditating on that, and then you've come to that conclusion already, God forbid, it's just a matter of time before the actual incident actually catches up with the person. So you understand that many, some people have already died before they actually died. But we don't need to get into those things. Praise God. Please, please go ahead. And then I'll take the other question and then that'll be it. Yes.
0: So in reference to Luke 6, 41. Yes. um, Just so like as an apostle, yes. sometimes they can have kind of like natural quality control. Mm-hmm. And like, how exactly does that relate to criticism and like, Again, as an apostle, what if you yourself are like a tough self-critic, like not necessarily like negative self-talk, but self-criticism, and like does that even does that relate to you meditating a lot on like you know everything you do?
1: So, so you're saying as an apostle, which I would extend to mean as a leader or as someone that is responsible for certain people. Now, it's 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 different. You can't say you are applying this, and because of this, you don't correct your children or correct your employees or correct this. No, 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 no. You, 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 you have to. This is not the revelation for that action. Okay? So that's why I didn't say your slaves, which signifies employees, your brother, right? People that you're interacting with and all, you're not in a way responsible for, all right? so, so uh, And being a tough self-critic is good. So long as it is done within the right uh, parameters. Because there's the extent that that would easily become condemnation. And where those people, even though they are scoring wins and all that, they still cannot find themselves joyful. Right? So they just have to make sure that that, that is properly balanced. But ordinarily, there's no, there's no issue with that. Praise God. Yes, please.
0: Would you, would you invite people into your meditation process? Hmm. If so... When and how would you invite them in? Or would you be watching those people from afar? Because sometimes you might invite them and then just want to take over the whole show. You know what I
1: mean? (laughs) You know, when people receive advice, this is actually what they've already done. I'm not sure if we got that. Um, Brainstorming is you inviting people into your meditation process. Brainstorming. Enter my brain, let's storm together. <laughs> Praise God. You have to be careful. The Bible says don't give what is valuable to pigs. You have to be careful. You have to be careful. This, for me, this aligns with the teaching in the leadership class on vision. Where we say when you get a vision, there's the initial stealth mode. And then after that, you get to a point where it's just certain people that are invited into that screening party. Right? So where is just a few people? Because that's, uh, 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 depending on what we're talking about, if it's something extremely valuable, then the the types of people that we allow in also matters. I'll give an example. A person caught the vision, the word, on buying a house. Single person, let's use that example, but the person is around people that have not bought houses before. Their parents. They are not living in their own home. They are surrounded by people that have been renting and love to rent. And they've called themselves renters. So now, this person has caught this word. It will be difficult to see how he or she can take that and begin to share with people within their circle. It will be difficult to see that. Now, it doesn't mean that the person that is renting has not caught the vision. No, 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 no. But I'm saying it would be difficult to see that. That somebody else that has been renting for 20 years, 30 years, will be able to suddenly commiserate with you and encourage you and agree with you that yes, God can do it in six months. So, so that's where we have, to be, we have to be careful. But ordinarily, you can speak with someone that has a house, or, or is already planning to, and say, hey, you know, what came, I called this word, or, or you know, and, and many people here do it, at least when they narrate it to me. You go to someone that, like this testimony, for example, you've heard the testimony, you know them, you go talk to them, and as, as open as they can be, they can share details that they could not share here, that might aid your ability to be able to step into that same revelation that has, that has come. Praise God. Now, what are some hindrances to meditation? Being able to think through certain things. Number one is fear. You're meditating on something God has said. He's taking you to this place. Or you want to get promoted and you begin to meditate on it. I'm very promoted. And suddenly you just get to a point. You hit a snag. But what if these difficult characters, how am I going to manage them? And then you just stop there. You go back again to meditate on it. You get to that same, these difficult characters. How can I manage them? And then you stop there. You're stuck. So fear can be a hindrance. It's why many people don't like to meditate. So there's pain and they just want to avoid that pain. So in real life, they just go with their eyes closed, anything that will happen will happen, anything that will happen will happen, anything that will happen will happen. They are praying in spirits. But what they are saying is, anything that will happen will happen. (laughs) Because they, they, they are afraid of the reality. So fear can, actually fear originates in the inner man. It just manifests on the outside for people to see. If you are afraid of demons in your meditation, in real life, you'll be afraid of them. That's why God could appear to Solomon in his dream and ask him, what do you want? And in his dream, in his inner man, he was saying, I want wisdom. Because that's who he really is. Number two hindrance is trauma. Past painful events can restrict your ability to dream or to imagine things. That's why God helped us to deal with that. And there are still many wounded soldiers They've heard the message on trauma. It's not for me. It's not for me. I don't know. I can do it. I'm still moving forward. Well done. You're setting yourself up for issues. The areas in meditation you really cannot reach, there are indications of something that is there that you're not addressing. There's something there, and there's a reason why you're unable to go there. There's a reason why. Number three, Talk, talking, talking. Affects people that talk too much cannot think a lot. If I tell you now to begin to count from one to ten and then I ask for your name, won't your counting in your mind be interrupted? Let's try it. Let's just begin to think. One, two, three, just count in your mind. And I say, What's your name? Your your thinking must be interrupted to say your name. So every time we talk, meditation is interrupted. Now, am I saying we should never talk? No. But we must, we must balance things properly. Some people talk 99.9% and 0.0001% they just meditate and their mouth is back open again, even in their sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Even when they are talking, they are still. Oh, Jesus. Hi. Father, help us. They go to see the doctor and they. <laughs> they go to see a psychologist, but they have become the psychologist. They tell the psychologist the problem, they tell the psychologist the solution, they tell everything. I say, thank you. So I, I feel better. I feel so. And the psychologist I've not, even done, I've not done anything. But thank you. Don't forget to pay, okay? <laughs> I like people like you. You do my job for me. Amen. <laughs> ah, praise God. I don't want to use myself as an example. So people are not, oh, you know, when they come. Well, some people come, and they, they, they came for something. But well, they are the one doing the talking. <laughs> I'm just looking at the time. They are talking. They are talking. No, pastor, I need to explain all these things because you really need to know. I say, okay, keep on talking. No, I don't do that. I usually tell them, don't worry, relax. No, I need to tell you, don't don't worry, relax. (laughs) Because they are afraid that if they didn't give me Genesis to Revelation, Genesis to to Jude, I cannot get Revelation. (laughs) (laughs) But, But people forget that there is a God that knows. Genesis to Jude. And he he can come and just give you revelation without all the stories. (laughs) So talking can break the pattern of meditation. Number four, distractions or activity. Being busy is not the same as being productive. Busyness. Busyness. Always have to do something. They've made those things for them. Also, I've, I, I, I've not seen it around anymore, those things, that, those spinners. Sorry? Fidget spinners. Even from the name, you know it's for people that are fidgets. They just have to do some... <laughs> always, always always, in some activity or the other. Now, there are some that physiologically you are predisposed to, to hyperactivity, but, but you need to trust God to tame it because there has to be a time where you are still you still. The daytime is for implementation. The night time is for stillness. Darkness, night, is for stillness. And then finally, sin is also a hindrance to meditation. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 13, "Therefore this iniquity shall be to you like a bridge ready to fall." a bulge in a high wall, whose breaking comes suddenly in an instant. God can forgive any sin, any sin, no matter. Hitler could have been forgiven. It's restoration that is the issue with sin. And it can break meditation. It can break alignment. The more you understand, and and will keep sharing as as I'm led to, the difference between power and authority, you just begin to learn more and more why sin must be avoided. It's a thing of the more aligned you are, the more things will be moving at the pace of heaven. It's alignment, 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 alignment. Alignment. So it goes beyond, okay, fornication, adultery, stealing, lying, all those. It goes beyond those things. Yes, a point out. So when God says move, it's not a thing of, oh, oh, I don't I don't feel, no, 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 I just want to move because I want to make sure everything is properly aligned. If I ask someone to come out now, for example, can you, Alex, can you come out? He's an actor, so he should not be an issue. <laughs> Praise God. And he's well dressed too with a mask. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Imagine if, I asked him to move from here. Can you step here, please? And I put these things on the way, for example. And I just put them here and asked him to walk. Can you face this, please? And just walk here without hitting these obstacles. You see that he's able to avoid the obstacle because he can see them. When we are meditating, many times people get to a point, they come to a point and then they see the obstacle and they stop because they don't know exactly what to do. And some people, because of fear, they just turn around, and they go back to where they came from. God said it's a year of light and glory. God said, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. So they are meditating. Amen, amen, amen. Then they get to a, a wall, trauma, and they stop there. Ah, no, 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 and they turn around. Some get there and they see fear. So everybody's saying amen. You two are saying amen. Who in your house has bought a house? Who, who? Tell me. Who in your home? Will you turn back around? And then <laughs> That's literally what's happening in their mind. So you don't know. I counsel people, I pray with people. Their face, they're excited. Suddenly the, the posture just changes like they just, something called them back to base. Come back to base. Come back to, this message is not for you. It's not for you. Look around. Who do you think you are? You're not educated. You're not. Educated. Come, stop that. Turn around. So they just turn and they just go back. Pastor, thank you so much for the prayers. Thank you. Everything will be well. It will be well. It's will be well. <laughs> I know that, ah, this person couldn't get there. So we'll try again another time. But one day, they'll come to a point in meditation, they'll go there. And then they want to stop and turn around. And God asks them a question. Is there anything too hard for me to do? And suddenly they get there and God said, why don't you take a step? Why don't you? Oh, my goodness. Then they see themselves at the next place. They see themselves married. Some of them say, oh, you know, yeah, God, God wants to give you a husband, a wife, whatever. Oh, I have a kid. Ah, who is going to? Who is going to? Who is going to? Who is going to? And then God says, is there anything too hard for me to do? And he gives them a testimony, and they see a testimony. Suddenly, they, they now see themselves married. Praise God. And God says to someone, you, I'm giving you this kind of a job this year. And they look, and they say, no, no, I'm not qualified. I don't have this. I mean, well, how can I make this amount of money with, without any degree? But then they hear a testimony, and they go to the person, and they ask questions. And the answer they get is challenging them. I say, no, but you can do it too. Really? You can do it, I can do it too. And then just why don't you apply? What's the worst thing that can happen? And then they come and they step and then they now cross over again. And they say, oh my goodness, this thing is good. And it now becomes a lifestyle. Anything is possible if you believe. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you. All that is just happening first in meditation. All that is happening in meditation. So now, tell me what can cause stress. Tell me what can cause stress. Oh, the person will die, but Lazarus was raised from the dead. Okay, what if he or she dies for five days? Say, so don't worry. I made man in six days. I can still raise him from the dead, even at that. There's a time of man, six days. That's why after four days, Jesus said, now, let's go there now. Let's go there now. Let's go there now. Do you know that when a person dies, when the spirit leaves, the spirit is still there. It's still hovering. People that have walked in mortuaries and mugs, bodies move. Even after they are dead, the energy, the power is still there. Well, that's a topic for another day. There's no stress that can get to a person if you're able in your inner life to begin to see it. To begin to see it. To begin to see it. And the best tool is what God has said. So when God said, he's bringing multiple services, so our job is now to begin to see it. What's it going to look like? In terms of packing, in terms of children's church, in terms of here, and this and this, and begin to plan towards it. So your actions will show that you have actually seen it. It Yesterday, day the Lord said to me, he said, begin to study this minister. Because the time is coming where certain dignities will begin to come to the church. So you need to understand the protocol for managing those things. I began to look. And I began to look. Oh, that's actually true. Oh, that's true. And some people here will know, you know, you're privy to some things. I like just share some musings with you. Oh, so imagine if a celebrity came. How do you think? What, what are some risks, you think? From what you think. Do you think they just shop through the same door? Not because anybody's trying to make them special, but because of the risk even to their own health to them. So certain arrangements have to be made. It can even disrupt so many things. Certain arrangements have to be made. You now begin to understand. You didn't go through the thinking, but you're already criticizing other ministries that did certain things in a particular way. Until you now got there yourself and say, ah, so this is why, ah. That's removing the plank from your eyes first before the speck in another person's eyes. In your mind, you say, oh, the Bible says we should not exalt this person above this person. If we're all coming through that door, why can't they all come through? Continue. Until you realize that there can be a stampede. Until you realize that. Paparazzi can follow some people in a particular way until you realize for some it's a matter of life and death because their security is at risk. Very quickly. Very quickly. What are you focusing on in this kind of meditation? The future that you want to see. Can you imagine someone driving a car but they're always looking in the rearview mirror? They are are prophesying accident into their future. (laughs) They are prophesying accident. They are driving, but they are looking in the rearview mirror. That's the past. The past. The past. The past should not be the focus of your meditation. It should be the future you want to see. The future you want to see. Number two aid, focus of meditation, is the implication of what God has said to you. I'm making you great, you're meditating on that. What, what does this mean? What does this greatness mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? So in my case, when I'm hearing stories of ministers, Jesse DuPlante said some press folks they took a drone and they flew it through his 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 property and all just because they want information, gossip. I begin to we now begin to give you ideas. Things you never have imagined at the level where you are. What's the implication of what God is saying to you? What's the implication? What are some things that can aid meditation? Music. It can help to stimulate meditation. I'm rushing through because of time. Number two, reading the word, reading. I was saying to my wife earlier, I said, you know... The part of the benefit of sitting down to read is not just, oh, I don't like to read. No, It it forces you to slow down in your thinking. So you can imagine as you're reading through what you're reading through, it forces you to slow down. That's why the night time, things are slowed down. So many times the value of reading is not in the things you are reading itself. But that's why when you're reading, suddenly you start to remember, oh, I've not done this. I've not. I've not. And why? Because now you are getting to a place of stillness. You're getting to a place of still. Ideas begin to come from different places because you're getting to a place of stillness. So reading can stimulate meditation, the art of meditation, the art of dreaming. So if you're not a reader, it will be difficult to be a leader. And to be a leader is not just a leader in the house of God. It's to be a trailblazer, the one that sees things ahead before it happens. So you make yourself to read, yes? But pastor, he said we can listen to audible and all. If, if you still cannot read, listen, audible is another option. <laughs> right? So, but we're saying that there are powerful benefits in slowing down to read. <laughs> For some people, there is a traumatic thing involved in reading. Because in their mind it reminds them of that event when they were in school. Stand up and read. And they started making mistakes. And people were laughing. <laughs> So for them, when they are thinking of reading, that's what comes to mind. I say, nope, I'm not reading, I'm not reading. But I rebuke that trauma in the mighty name of Jesus. Now you're not reading in front of any class. This is you reading for yourself. It's you reading to yourself. Number three, peace. Peace of mind stimulates meditation. Peace. Number four, darkness. It is why night time is one of the best times for meditation. Because night was called, darkness was called night when God was created. It's one of the best times for meditation. In fact, it's the best time. It's one of the reasons why the devil has seemingly succeeded to put fear of darkness in many people's minds. So that they will miss the point of dreaming. And how can you come and achieve something you've not dreamed about? Dreamt about? No. Night time. So sometimes physically you want to actually stimulate darkness, turning off the lights wherever you are. It's your room. Shut it off. And just begin to dream. I remember those days back home in Nigeria, just dreaming and dreaming and dreaming. A time is coming. Because God said so. Move away from here. I begin to do this, no limitations in terms of power supply. I can do this, and I can do that, and I can move there, and I can move that. And all those dreams. And when some of them are coming to buy, just I'm just smiling. I'm just, but I've been here before. I've been here before. Dreaming, ministering with power, and, and the power of God is moving through people. Quietly, silently, whatever way he wants to do it. And But things are happening. Testimonies are coming forth. Long lineup of testimonies, all this backlog of testimonies has been dreamt up already in meditation that would never be able to finish reading out testimonies because of the frequency with which God will be moving. Nothing happens by chance. No, nothing happens by chance. Darkness. There was a reason why God did not rebuke darkness. He kept it there because there's still value in darkness. And then finally, this one might shock you challenges and suffering helps to, it aids meditation. There are some things you will not learn until you suffer. (laughs) For example, you never know whether your friends are good or not until you go through challenges. You never capital, never, no matter how anointed you are. Until the time of death, and Jesus knew there was someone like Peter and the things he will do, this one will betray me. There are some things you never know because they all look the same until challenges show up. Like in the case of Job. Where sores all over. They are used to you driving nice cars and all those things and meeting at this level, suddenly everything, God forbid, God forbid. I'm just using Job as an example. So suffering, there are some things you'll not understand until there's pain. God has been telling some people, stop eating this food, stop eating, stop eating. They did not hear until the headache just take over their head. And suddenly they say, ah, so this is why. (laughs) So this is why God, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, (laughs) was saying I shouldn't drink. Carbonated. Ah, God, why didn't you tell me like this? <laughs> meditation. There are some things that success would never teach you, but only failure would teach. Jesus, the captain of our salvation, was what? Perfected through suffering. So you can choose the suffering, whether you take it in the place of meditation Or, God forbid, in the place of implementation. What are we saying? Please, freedom means that you have been restored back to a state where you can dream unhindered. Liberty means you've been restored back to a state where you can dream unhindered. Unhindered. That's why Nelson Mandela, though in prison, was still free. For 27 years. Because he was able to dream. And he came out, became the president, and was known all over the world. Already decided, I'm going to forgive these people. I'm going to work with them because they have some power I don't yet have. I can't put them on. He already dreamed about all those things. It's meditation. You're pretty much looking at different permutations and combinations. Okay, what of this? No, 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 this is here, that is there. But when fear comes, it just cripples you. But that will never be your portion again in the name of Jesus. Soaring without stress, meditation is one of those ways. And you can see challenges before they happen. So you can solve them before they come. Say, hey, I've been waiting for you. I saw you already. Sit down here. Here is the solution. Now start fighting. And then you just walk away. Please rise up to your feet. Many people have heard this. But they try it and then they stop. But I pray that it will become a lifestyle for you and I in the name of Jesus. Please ask God tonight. When God gives me an assignment, my job is to... Meditate on everything that has to with my own assignment, not somebody else's assignment. That's busybodying. It's none of my business, except if they invite me because they're asking for counseling. Otherwise, it's not my business. Somebody else's marriage is not my business, except if they're under my purview and they invite me into Otherwise, I meditate on my own marriage. Father, give me the discipline that it takes for consistent meditation, a meditative life in the mighty name of Jesus. Please talk to God in prayer. Our time is fast spent, but just please pray. Please pray. Please pray. Father, give me the discipline I need. Give me the discipline that I need to live a meditative life in the mighty name of Jesus. Brakoshita Libranda Ramashanda. Give me the discipline, the strength, the grace I need to live a meditative life. Meditative life in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. There's a lot to say, but I'll stop there. In meditation, you would reason with God. You might have asked for a million dollars. But in your meditation, he'll show you if I gave you a million now, this is what will happen. Do you still want it? Okay, Lord, let's reduce it to 500,000. But you still like, do you still want okay, less and then okay, it's just 20,000 and I'll still be normal? Okay. I move from a million to God 20,000. And you already see it and there's faith. And you move on. Or maybe the next time again you get there, then you are now able to believe for 500 because you've learned from where you were before. That's being not being double-minded. Another person can be shouting, one million, one million. You you are where you are, but where I am, where the person is at that state, this is what they can manage and you are at peace with that. Father, I thank you for your children. Thank you because you desire that we walk in wisdom. And there is no wisdom without meditation because it's us reasoning with you, the divine one the almighty God, iron sharpening us as iron. Father, as we go, please go with us. Everything hindering everyone's ability from living a meditative life, I command it uprooted in the name of Jesus. Every demonic hijacking of our meditation in terms of offense or because of sin or because of fear I come against it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every demonic meditation that translates as demonic dreams, every night, I stop it at the roots in the name of Jesus. Amen. As we go, Father, please keep on transforming our lives. Bring us back again on Sunday as this glorious journey continues. We bless you, we worship you, we adore you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed amen let's share the grace together may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore amen and surely goodness and message shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the presence of the Lord forever and ever amen
3: thank you for taking the time to listen and receive the fresh word of God before you leave If you're listening to this podcast and you are not born again, I, Pastor Ibukun Adebusi, would love to pray with you. If you're ready to give your life to Christ right now, please say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Son of God and I believe you died for me on the cross of Calvary. I know I am a sinner And today, I come to you to forgive me of all my sins and to make me a brand new creation. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me and making me born again. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Congratulations, you are now born again. Please reach out to us on cccghq.org slash save and fill out the form completely so that we can send you wonderful materials to help you grow on your new walk with Christ. Congratulations once again. We love you and God bless you.